Welcome to the Ghoulishism Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Fargoulish, and here with me today is my best friend, one of the people who inspires me most, just somebody I'm so thankful and privileged to have the ability to talk to right now, my friend, Chris Moulton. Hopefully he's yours by the end of this podcast. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, my name's Chris. I've known Josh for about a week. We met on the corner, and I was trying to get a quick little hand job. And True story, bro. No, uh, his rates were too high. I, I was looking for something around the $1.25 range, and he, he wanted three. But here I am today on a podcast. T- tough economy, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I mean... What what did you expect when you were in that neighborhood? You know what? No, doing those things. Nobody wants to work right now. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing. Nobody Especially wants me. To work right now. You know, I'm giving out hand jobs in an alley. You you think that's what I want to be doing? Hand jobs. You think job? that's how I want to survive day to day? Are you crazy? Making money hand over fist. Well, yeah. Hey now. <laughs> Baba Booey. Oh oh. <laughs> We could take that out. <laughs> we'll edit that in post. But really, we won't because I am the laziest motherfucker you will ever meet. Yeah, I'll give you a hand with all that good stuff. This is probably going to be a horrible podcast because I probably won't edit anything. <laughs> Doesn't need to be good. So the way I look at it, I'm kind of hoping we bomb and we get it out of the way early. Um, when I was in fifth grade, I was in a talent show. And I saw some stand-up comedian talking a couple weeks before about how you don't get good until you fail on stage many times. So I intentionally went up on that stage with a handful of horrible jokes that wouldn't even make my toddler brother laugh at at the time, hoping to bomb. Because I thought that was going to be the next step to being a stand-up comedian. I gotta tell you, when you go into something expecting or even hoping to fail, it doesn't really feel too bad when you fail. I feel like I accomplished something by not getting a standing ovation. I even want to say that I was a little disappointed that some of the more well-meaning parents stood up and applauded for me because I knew it wasn't good. It was intentionally bad. But there they were, still applauding. Well, it comes back to the whole, the, uh, I'll never, ever, probably ever remember the name of the guy, <laughs> but the, the whole 10,000 hours to become an expert or, or professional or whatever in, in anything. You know, like if you want to be a professional musician, you need to practice for 10,000 hours on the guitar or whatever. Um, I feel like, the Ghoulishism podcast is the practice of life to become an expert and a professional in it and and how you live your life. I think that anytime you tell somebody that there's a uh, that you have to do something for ten thousand hours to become good at it, that I don't think that's like the end all. I know some people who've picked up things very quickly and were fantastic at it. Um, I think that uh, 
if you can do something and be good at it natively, I think that's uh, probably the way to go. If you're inherently bad at something, sure, practice for 10,000 hours. I've also met people who have done the same job for 20 years and have never once really been good at it. So, uh, just for those who don't know, uh, my friend Chris and I, we used to work together, and I've worked in my job for about 20 years, so I think basically what Chris <laughs> is trying to say is... No, not you. <laughs> not you. My, I've... You work with them, though. I, I just am such a fuck-up in working at the same job for 20 years for shit pay, and it's the definition of insanity. It's that, you know, every day I get up, I go to the same job, and I expect different results, different happiness or whatever, yet I'm going into the same miserable place, the same miserable habits, lifestyle. <laughs> You know what? Uh, there got to be a point at that place where I stopped. It wasn't believing the lies. I knew they were lying every time that they said things were going to get better and we're, we'll work on that problem. We'll get back to you. I knew it was a lie every time. But there got to be a point where I stopped accepting that they would say that. I I knew it wasn't going to get better. I knew I was miserable working there the work didn't really bother me but the uh the stuff that went along with it you know being short and two or three employees and having everybody else work harder while they don't even entertain the idea of replacing that employee you work know, harder not smarter work harder not smarter <laughs> that's that's their goal they'd rather pay five people overtime than hire one person and that didn't really make any sense to me. And then when, you know, our productivity was down because of doing this, uh, I told them it was basic math, and they didn't seem to like that answer. I was always pretty good at, towards the end about speaking my mind at the uh, team meetings. But let's get one thing straight. I'm giving you the keys to the meaning of life 100% free at the moment. Buddha wore a diaper. That's all I'm saying. Well, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. He was a drunk. Buddha was a good dude, but... Jesus wore flip-flops. Did I ever tell you about that? <laughs> no, what? I was watching Passion of the Christ, and I one of my uh, pet peeves are historical inaccuracies, and I noticed that... Uh, Jesus was wearing um, sandals that uh, kind of wrapped up his leg a little bit. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Jesus, he was not a wealthy man. The peasants and the very uh, low workers of that era and that area, they wore something that was a little more than a piece of leather cut out in the shape of their foot with a single... Uh, strap going in between the toes and going over the top of the foot. Very reminiscent of our modern-day $2 flip-flops. So, if they wanted to be accurate to the movie... Jesus would shop at Dollar General type of places? Every time Jesus took a step with that cross, it should have been followed by... 
And I could see why they didn't want to have that. But I think... Well, it... hey, can I... I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but can I just say you are doing God's work because you are showing the inaccuracy, the plan of the devil <laughs> to, to change our society with the depiction and sound design of sandals in movies. I'm just saying, Jesus wore flops. He did not wear the Roman sandals. Like, would you really, could you expect like a, a whole bunch of uh, Jewish prisoners going around wearing the Nazi boots? Because that that's kind of like the idea of Jesus walking around in Roman sandals. Uh, it, it didn't happen. There's no way he, he wore those. There's, there are a lot of... All right, so you you realize that my target audience is conspiracy theorists, Christians, <laughs> and we're here making jokes. Uh, I'm, this I'm, probably isn't going to go over well with my target audience demographic type deal. Also, in case listeners don't know, I at least consider myself a born-again Christian. I, I consider myself of the Christian faith. Uh, I definitely don't adhere to any organized religion or, you know, one specific uh, idea or anything. You know, I, I love history. I love yep. uh, religion. I love learning about them. I'm not trying to box myself into one you know, corner of truth or belief or whatever. So I do, I love learning about history, religion, and all these things. So, well, it, and I know the target demographic we're looking for here, but I think they'd be able to appreciate that maybe Hollywood didn't have it figured out quite right in the, uh, the movie. How dare you question Hollywood? Not all. Quite of frankly, I, it's a miracle I haven't just thrown up. Cathedral was sick awesome. all over this room. That you would question Hollywood. Oh, for all the listeners out they there, they tell you, us you might hear a they sound tell, here and no, there. No, hey, let me stop you. They tell us what is right, what is wrong, what is beautiful, what is ugly, what is truth, what is what are lies. I love Hollywood, okay? So for you to come in here and question... Oh, I, by the way. <laughs> we're putting so together a puzzle as we talk and record this. Of um, Starry Night by um, some... Don McLean? Some ear-cutting-off guy. <laughs> Don McLean. Yeah, yeah, Don McLean. American yep. Pie. Right? Is that the name of the song? I don't even know if that's the name of the song. Because that's like boomer shit. And I don't fuck with boomers. Man, boomers are awesome. They have all the best stories. Man. So, you're going to hear a, a noise here and there. It's just uh, me working on this puzzle and killing it. Killing it. Yeah. And I, I found all four corners. Right. Let me just tell you guys yeah. that. I'm not and, looking at a picture. And can you tell... Can you just, I mean, like, I, I claim to be a good guy. I claim to, to want to help and, and 
be productive and everything. So can you just oh yeah to prove to the audience? Can you tell them how much I've done of this puzzle and how much I've? <laughs> he opened the bag. So Josh opened the bag for me. Well, mostly, I actually helped with that too. <laughs> and he has this puzzle out for me, which I think is very, very nice. I, I thoroughly enjoy a puzzle, but he has helped absolutely zero on it. So you're the guy in high school who does all the work. <laughs> oh, that was. And I just sit back and put my arms up and go, "Yep, thank you." But I'm also that guy in high school who made sure there was never an opportunity for you to put your name on it, and I already told the teacher and he helped. <laughs> yep, yeah, I get, I I actually end up flunking. Because you've outwitted me and screwed me, for sure. That is you and that is me. Yeah. I've always been fine with helping people. I've never really had a problem with helping people. But I'm not here to do your job. I don't mind helping you with your job. You know? A little help here, a little help there. That's awesome. Everybody gets their job done a little quicker. But well, I'm not I'm not doing your work while you get paid. But then you're not doing ghoulishism because the point of ghoulishism is to get everybody to do all the hard work for me. See, I'm I'm the cult leader. I'm the head. It's it's my name up in lights. Do you know what I mean? I'm the idol. So a, a part of me feels like you're getting out of line as as the pleb that you are. Well, then you'd have to be able, you'd have to be able to wrangle me in, wouldn't you? Well, I don't know if you heard, but crazy people who like putting together puzzles are doing bad things, and we need to stop them. I'm just saying, Dahmer did a lot of puzzles. Have you? There's. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I fall victim to those uh, Netflix uh, serial killers and stuff, and and Jay Dyer's doing great work. I don't know. If you ever heard of them or any one of my audience, but Jay Dyer's work on serial killers and their connections to government and CIA and just going over the books and the everything else, it's it's been really cool. I'm I'm very fresh on a lot of conspiracy theories. I have heard quite a few of them. Um but oh can I actually uh in case you didn't see the internet today, it was confirmed. That Epstein was part of a. There was a cover up. It was admitted. Um, the officers who were on duty falsified their account that they were watching him, and the judge took their plea of admission and offered no punishment for lying under oath and lying on uh, paper about their uh, involvement with his death. I, I don't care what you feel about Epstein, but for all the people who are out there saying, you know, conspiracy theories are just theories, a lot of them are crazy, and there's no way. Well, this one was actually just confirmed. All right. We, we all may right. not know all the right. extent of it. Can I, can I stop you right here? Yeah. Uh, can, can I make a counter argument? Can I, can I kind of play devil's advocate? Oh, sure. All right. Remember the bills in the 90s? Yeah, the smaller ones? No, I mean... 
this is we're not talking about inflation. Inflation is not real, people. The same thing you could buy for fifteen dollars today, you could buy for fifteen dollars in eighteen sixty-five. That that is a myth. Inflation is a myth. I just want to make sure that is abundantly clear to all my listening audience. I'm not sure I agree with that. Well, you'd be stupid, and you'd be a crazy conspiracy theorist, and I wish death on you. So, uh, back to the point at hand. Uh, I think everything you said was great, but let's focus on the real, the positive, the 90s, <laughs> the 1990s Buffalo Bills. Was it three or four Super Bowls? I I, I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> Those bills? That would be the last bill I'd even think about. Yeah. I even thought about Bill and Beer before I thought of the Buffalo Bills. Well, all right. Let's so, talk about Bill. Let's talk about the heart of the matter, the burning question on everybody's mind. What was Bill and Beer like as a youth and in the NBA and everything else? I mean, let's get to the heart of the issues. Bill and Beer. I think he was a franchise that the video game industry seriously banked on and missed. Right, right. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic so ideas. what you're saying is the whole, like, um, what was the, the NES game? It was, it was like Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson or yeah. something like yeah. that. You're saying that it was an Illuminati plot to make these athletes more than they were to set them on the sort of demigod status of the ancient Greeks and prop them. And, and so we'd listen to them. So we'd worship them. So we'd pray to them. So we'd, you know, I, I think, I mean, I that's think... what you're saying. I, I feel that's what you're trying to say. That's what I feel like. What I feel is that, Every industry will try to make a buck off of a figurehead. If they don't have a figurehead, they right. will make one. Um, they actually made this game for Super Nintendo called Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. First of all, basketball is combat. You got to destroy your opponent. They, they took all just the like in real they, life. They took all the things they wanted to make happen in basketball, like maybe combat, maybe a couple landmines. Heck, I'd watch basketball or golf if it had landmines. Baseball, I think it would be thrilling instead of just a bunch of jerks standing around uh, getting sun in their eyes. But, you know, you put a landmine in there, different spot every time. Yeah, that'd be sensational. You'd even put money on it. You know, somebody landed on the Jimmy Fund landmine. $10,000 goes to charity. Something like that. Yeah, that that's... A but, great way to save humanity. But Bill Lambeer was a nothing. He was a mediocre player at best. You know, he had some some amazing games. Consistently, though, he wasn't the best. Yeah, but they what, tried wasn't, to make him wasn't into he, an idol, though. Wasn't he a human being we should love? Oh, sure. Regard, he, regardless of height, status. Yep. Love the human. Don't yeah. love the product. Don't love the product they were trying Should to make. Should we love him as a human being and hate him as a basketball player? <laughs> I think you should love a human being as a human being and don't love them as a status symbol. 
which happens a lot right now in uh yeah all right in sports well in the Bible does it not say does Moses not come down from Mount Ararat right <laughs> talking to from talking to God and uh say hey this golden calf thing this this idol thing you're worshiping is like right on awesome muy bueno no. keep it keep it up i'm pretty sure he came down from the mountains and he said unto them go bowls right michael <laughs> jo- okay the last so moses was talking about the last dance he he was prophetic in predicting the last dance with michael jordan okay you you know it's I, starting to make sense i i think there's a there's a lot of people who uh forget what idols are i think there's a lot of people right now that don't know what a false prophet is a false like me (laughs) we don't know that's the thing you don't know however maybe get your radar up that if the person you're idolizing is an idol or a prophet to you because they were on a video where they blew brandy's little brother I mean, maybe Kim Kardashian shouldn't be your idol. Yeah, no, I got to agree with that. Uh, I have nothing against her personally. I don't know enough about her personally. Yeah, no. And I agree. We don't see anything about her personally. We see the idol. We see the image that she puts out there. She might be the sweetest person in the world. She might be the worst person in the world. All that any of us will ever see about an idol is the image that they want us to see about the idol. So who do you think idol or celebrity-wise I should try to get with and get a sex tape out with? Like uh, who who would who could I actually land and also like get the video out there? To to get know. to get my 15 minutes of it and to become an instant celebrity. I'm going to Cuz that's what it's all about. I'm going to cover that's a lot of bases right here and go with Jason Vanderbeek. No, dude, from the he creep. is the best. Have you ever, dude, all right, you just got me off on a tangent. James Vanderbeek. If you hear James Vanderbeek talk on a podcast, and he is the sweetest, most, he's, he's like a family man. He, oh, yeah. He is the most down-to-earth dude in everything you will ever hear, especially for somebody who's so good-looking and known for being good-looking. Yeah. Like, he's Dawson of Dawson's Creek. Like, he's known for being a teen heartthrob, and he is still the most down-to-earth dude, the nicest dude. Like, and I really believe it. Like, if you hear him on a podcast or whatever, something, he's the most chill dude. Uh, So, he actually was on a show, the name escapes me right now, where he played himself as a reoccurring character. Um... And his character was the complete antithesis of his actual personality. He was, was this the DJ thing or whatever? Did you see that? I I don't know what that was. He was uh playing somebody's neighbor or something like that, and he was supposed to be just this self-absorbed celebrity. Was it Rules of Attraction? Could not tell you. All right. Well, it doesn't matter either way. Continue. But, 
and and I like that he had a sense of humor about uh, what he actually believes people think of him. Because if I were to go back to 1998, I would imagine that everybody who showed up in Tiger Beat magazine was in fact a self-centered, self-entitled, you know, spoiled rich brat. And there's a lot of those kids that actually went on to do great things. A lot of them went on to do some pretty horrible things too. I mean, I feel like that's what I fall in bit like I, I I could do some really great things with this and the schoolishism thing in this podcast or I uh I, in my own head I'm the most deplorable evil piece of garbage who's ever existed. And see that's where I I, I got to disagree because I think a lot of people they do that to themselves where they don't see themselves for who they are. They see themselves for the idol that they have made themselves. You know, uh, I, I, you know, I absolutely love that. Actually, you are. I got to be honest, and I'm sorry to interrupt that, but you, you actually do give me the most inspirational moments and activity and everything in my life. That like, like I still remember times when we were hanging out, and you just said some throwaway line that I guarantee you wouldn't even remember, like saying or whatever. But for me, it's it's it somehow became a quote, a symbol, or something for me to, you know, oh, like figure something out, carry on what I'm doing, whatever. Oh, well, th- thank you. It, it, it's true. I'm, no, I'm, it does. Yeah. It does feel good to be appreciated. Uh, I'm not really trying to feed anybody lines, but if neither you can, of us are. That's we're just joking around and telling the truth. If you could take anything positively away that I say, then go for it. Yeah. I'm totally open for that. Um, do not build a statue in my likeness, however, unless it is fearsome. Well, I mean... There's that's... too many peaceful statues of idols out there. That's... I want to have one that maybe even has flames. Yeah. Well, Why that, not? that that's what this is. This is... Uh... This is me building up the average man, the, you know, my friends, my family to hopefully, and hopefully myself, but more just uh, intelligent people and people I really uh, admire and love and like and everything to a bigger status, to a bigger, you know. And speaking of which. Speaking I'm... of which, you were killing it on this puzzle, by the way. <laughs> I haven't done shit, and I'm not gonna. It's it's literally the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Sometimes with a uh, Van Gogh, a Van Gogh, you uh, really have to look to make sure the pieces fit together perfectly, and you have to make sure the lines are just right because he was fairly chaotic with his beauty. Um, people look at Starry Night and they see that as a peaceful picture of uh, everything that's going on in the world and this peaceful city that they see nothing they see none of that all they see is their daily lives but when he looks out there that is what he saw he saw the beauty and everything but he painted it in such a violent manner Uh, he painted the most peaceful serene image with such chaos 
and it's a shame that it wasn't appreciated when it was first done. I'm not a huge art buff. I've seen plenty of art. I've gone to many museums. I've done plenty of artwork myself. I don't necessarily subscribe to anybody's school of thought on any type of uh, painting. You can't tell me how I'm supposed to feel about, you know, this painting or that painting. You know, you can't tell me exactly what the artist was trying to convey by doing this unless the artist is telling me that. Another tangent about art. I'm going to have plenty of those. Please. Uh, I, I love This is actually amazing. Yeah. Uh, the, the art, um, the fine art industry is an industry right now, and that is a shame. Um, I've had some of the best art I've ever found. Uh, I got at the um, charter school down the street. When they were having a fundraiser, it was a school of school for the arts, but there was a one girl who was, you know, she had cheap paints, she had cheap canvas and she painted something. And I looked at it. It was a girl sitting alone in a chair. It was a very dark painting, but it wasn't a depressing painting. And I think with teenagers, especially you could see a lot of what their intent is without it being like too obvious but you could really kind of read the painting and it was fantastic and she was only asking ten dollars for it i i threw 20 in there and i went home and i felt like i actually had a very very nice piece that i can put on my wall and that's exactly what i did i had that for about 10 years before it got damaged well all right, so I, I don't know if you know, I don't know if I've actually told you or whatever, but if you look around this room, so I actually, at some point, I did decide I want to create, I want my room to be like art, like an art room, like a, a gallery or whatever. And I put, thing, like, everything on my wall has a legit, purpose reason something that is me expressing myself and and just something i love and whatever and, and i got all kinds of, i got stickers i got posters i got frame posters i got non-frame posters i got metal posters i got i got knickknacks and and everything like i everything in this room is mostly meant to give a vibe to give you know to the subconscious or whatever a certain feeling, idea, or whatever. At the very least, of you know, I just want the vibe of uh, an art museum or something where you can come to my room and go like, oh shit, like what's this and why'd you do yeah. this and what does this mean to you and yada yada. Is that an original Goat Man? That is an original Goat Man. That is fantastic. Uh, for those that don't know, Goat Man, the uh, probably what the number one selling comic of all time in all of history. And yeah, I, I believe they just re- unsurpassed. Like they literally declared they just re- released it's, the it's, uh, first editions in uh, Uzbekistan. It's a scientific law. Like they did the math. It's a scientific law. Goatman is the number one comic for all time. And they proved it mathematically that nothing can surpass it. 
It's fantastic. <laughs> it's yeah, I agree. I uh, I picked up. If uh, only <laughs> I let's I, be hey hey let's be real dicks here. If only we knew the author. If only there were a way to promote it. But I mean, it it will just be a conversation about a poster in my room. You know what I remember seeing uh, the first time that comic at uh, my favorite comic book store, Rubber Chicken Comics. <laughs> In Bellingham. Well, well, Christopher, can I tell you, luckily, Rubber Chicken Comics now has Werewolf President number two. Werewolf President number two? Tell me about that. He's a werewolf and he's a president. That is and fan- it's number two. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. Get I'm your excited. copy now at Rubber Chicken Comics. Hey, it. So say you don't have the money to buy it right away, they just open up a uh, blood center um, in our city. You can give blood. You can give semen. You can afford that werewolf. I mean, if you not, truly, if you truly se- believe in yourself and in your endeavors, you can afford that werewolf comic. We we should we should put down the uh, artist name and address so people, if they want, they could send directly in the mail. Their blood and semen. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, well, you're in luck well, enough, of course. No, it's a. Uh, I I thought it was. I guess very I guess well let's let's be transparent for those that don't know. Uh, my brother, who I deeply love, who just had a baby, and has his own comic book and. Uh, you know, I just want to promote him and and hype him up as much as possible. Yeah, he, it it is not what you think it's gonna be when you first op- open the book. It is, but I I thoroughly enjoyed the series of Goatman. Uh, <laughs> very very well written. <laughs> Listen, very well written. I I had such a good time. Just I mean, every everybody wants to be oh. Y- if you really want to promote and be a good person, most of these charities, I mean, this is basically proven at this point. Most of these charities and stuff, you got a CEO who takes a salary or whatever. Yep. And, and it's like, if you give. Well, running a charity is a job. If you give a hundred, <laughs> yeah. If you give a hundred million to this charity, you know, like 98 million or whatever goes to employees and the CEO and bonuses and everything else. And so like most of these charity, I mean, I'm not saying stop giving to charity, obviously, but I'm saying search them out, do your research and stuff. But if you want to do the real deal, yeah. Go to, go to my brother's search, go search Tim Bargulish. Goatman, go on Twitter. Goatman, Goatman Comics. I, uh, I'm the it, worst brother because I literally don't know what his Twitter handle is. Uh, he changed it because of this new cut. Co- like I can't keep up and everything. But I'll, if you I'll, really want to help people, go buy the merch 
and the comic book and and all the creatives instead of buying the soda instead of buying the instead of supporting these corporations support people who are out there trying to just follow their dreams and and create you know their own reality find your local artist yeah even if it's not the uh amazing talent behind goatman find your lo- local artist give them a shout out you know give give them a little support I'm sure they don't expect it and they're not looking for it. But if they get it, it will mean the world to them. If you are not a big fan of uh, corporate charity, one of the first things you can do to kind of knock it down a little bit, do not, do not give to any store that is asking for a charitable donation. They are getting a tax cut for your money to give to a charity. The charity is going to see very little of that. The people that the charity represents are going to see very little of that money. And say Whole Foods is asking for a $2 donation at checkout. You are giving that you are giving Whole Foods that money to write off on their taxes at the end of the year. Um, it's selfish, it's brilliant, and they're legally allowed to do it. That's fine if they want to work through the system. However, another thing you can do is go to a local grocery store and look for when they have the big boxes for you to drop food off in. I'll pick something off right off the shelf and drop it in the box. They have no idea of what actually went in that box never left the premises so it's not stealing can can i just interrupt and say i am the worst host in the world i'm making so much noise i am doing so much stupid stuff but um i I agree with everything you say and also leah like i can tell you a hundred percent um when they when I check out in the self checkout at Stop and Shop or whatever, I do not give to the charities and stuff because I'm like I I know the supermarkets get in a cut. I know probably the majority or whatever of that cut and everything. So and they're 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 so fake. They're so transparent. I don't understand. How, like these people, like they're like, oh, there's, you know, this problem in such and such area, country, whatever, and and just you know through Twitter you can donate to the Red Cross and blah blah. blah. I don't understand how people can be so dumb to think their money is really going to help you. They don't help people. That's not their job. That's not what they're really doing. It's if if a company truly cares about a cause, they're not going to spend. Promotion. They're not going dollars to... to put up a YouTube ad. Exactly. So, I I believe it was Walmart years ago during Katrina. They donated two hundred thousand dollars to the relief effort in one one part of the city uh, to help with the um, the hurricane and disaster. How much relief. did they spend to quash? They, any kind of resistance and, and, and they spent two million dollars on an advertising campaign to tell people that they gave them 
$200,000 in charity. Yeah. They, <laughs> any company, any Such person that is truly about charity, they're not looking for the accolades. Uh, you know, I mean, that's Walmart, bullshit. they're not, that's... they're not doing something out of the kindness of their heart to help somebody. I will take the charity. I will. I'm glad they helped. But the fact is they spent m- more money telling people that they did a good deed than the actual good well, deed that's, was. That's, that's the virtue signaling today, as they call it and stuff is, is that, you know, pretending it's, that, you know, oh, I gave a hundred. Yeah. Hollow and empty. It's fake. Yeah. I, I'd rather, you know, send your employees down there who want to go down there, take care of their expenses to help pick up a shovel, to put a couple masks on and to start picking up through the debris. You know, sending a check, sending other people to do your work for you, and then paying money to tell all these magazines and newspapers and radio stations what a good job you did, that's a hollow, empty gesture. All right, so... We're going to cut to an ad break, and I just want to say, Ghoulishism Podcast, the only thing who will ever take care of you and make you feel important. This is going to need to be cut out, because oh, I've, I've lost the train of thought. I just I, that joke landed nowhere. <laughs> do, you, do you know, that reminds me, the other day I was looking at this app, and it, I thought it was just going to be a total throwaway like time killer app just like burn a few minutes you know playing it but i gotta tell you this raid shadow legends <laughs> there are so many facets to this game does anybody actually play raid shadow legends i, I really don't know have you ever met anybody who said like bro I've have wa- you played raid oh you gotta you gotta try i watched a documentary play. where there's a gaming competition where people are playing Raid Shadow Legends for a big grand prize and everything. I could not care less about the game. I've tried. I've tried to look look at the little ads and the clips and everything. It just looks horrible. Uh, maybe I could be convinced oh. otherwise. All but right. All right. I, I got to call you out on this, though. Because you and I have a difference in a certain video game. Do you know do you know where I'm going with this? Never spent a dime on Genshin. <laughs> Genshin Impact. You told me to download Genshin Impact. I downloaded it. I played it. I thought it was boring and stupid as hell. Uh no offense. I get why you thought I would like it and I get why maybe you would like it, but tell me uh more about Genshin. Like what so, drew you to it or what did you do or why did you like it or so years ago i remember seeing uh news stories that some chinese company was making a complete rip off of tencent or whatever uh, isn't that the name? i can't remember the name of it but I, I remember they were making a complete rip off of um legend of zelda yeah. um the the newest yeah. most current one and um I, I don't have people, a Nintendo Switch uh, just for the record. Hold, hold on. I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I don't have a Nintendo Switch for the record. So, oh, like, I don't... You're not cool. I've never played Broken Sword. That's that's the game you were searching for, Broken Sword, I believe. Uh, Yeah, I've never played it. And, uh, you know, I'm a Sony fanboy, so whatever. I I, I, I was, we got God of War. I thoroughly liked uh, the Zelda game. So I figured, well, 
that's a travesty. This company's making a rip off of, you know, this brilliant IP and all that stuff. And uh, then I forgot about it for a year or two. Then this game showed up for free to download. And it's uh, one of those, it's an absolute gotcha game, you know, where you can, it's completely free to play. But if you want to get like cool new things and you want to level your character up faster, you could pay a couple of bucks. That's uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's, you know, almost predatory, you know, people spending $120 on items. to. So are you saying you've spent zero dollars or what are you saying? I've spent zero dollars on it. OK, I, I always try to get the uh, most bang out of my uh, Free playing truck. time yeah. as I can. If it got to a point where it was no longer entertaining for me, I'd stop playing, maybe come pick it up later on and see all the new content that's come out. But I'm not going to grind on a non-competitive free-to-play game. Um, this game got, I wouldn't say boring, but uh, nothing exciting was coming out for a while. So I took a break for it. And I haven't, I don't think I've uh, played uh, even more than just downloading the new updates in about two months. Um, there are so many mechanics of that game that are obvious blatantly obvious uh ripoffs of the zelda franchise um partially the fighting mechanics with some of the characters um the art style um even can, the, the engine I... seems very very similar to uh zelda can can i interrupt you for one second can I just say I want to thank all the listeners who are still here after listening to us go into the mechanics of a video game. Well, I mean, you're the real troopers. <laughs> so that being said, I'm I'm not I, I, I I'm found, not I, I found I, I, I love found, it I love it I found some enjoyment in something that cost me nothing. Yeah, and say. I enjoyed it and you did not. You know, we're both like-minded. We both have very similar tastes in games. No, I wish death on you. But maybe there is something to this Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> I I really I just I'm going to regret that last so much. I, that 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 is going to be the thing. I can't get that I, I am going to regret in this podcast. I have not gotten into Raid Shadow Legends and I don't think I've met anybody who has. If somebody out there can tell me something fantastic about it, who's not getting endorsed, um, I'm I'll absolutely listen to it. If you think I should play it, uh, heck, we could even have a segment someday where I tried the most hyped game in the world, and I'll give you an honest review. I'll let you know if it's clunky, if it's entertaining. Well, that brings us to our ad break, and our ad is for Rage. <laughs> oh, seriously, uh, they might as well just cut us a check because we talked about <laughs> we talked about hey, Rage Shadow Legends. You are welcome for the free advertising. Yeah, no, that's a freebie. You got that one. Everything about the Ghoulishism podcast is a freebie. It's free. It's uh, you know, there's no Patreon. There's no. Uh, anything uh any money commitment to it oh yeah that's one of the things i like about it i get to do this for free 
Right. I give you the chance to put together a puzzle. Will I just sit here? No, then I'm I'm having. And you a couldn't be time. happier for the. Uh, Look at all this I'm getting for done. the experience. I am, I am getting work done. Uh, yeah. Truth be told, he is, and I haven't touched it. But uh, I mean, the, uh, there's no way it's gonna fit on this. Uh, yeah, it doesn't on fit on the desk. table. And uh, honestly, I had two puzzles, and I was kind of hoping he would choose the other one because I thought it'd be easier to put together. And I bought this one kind of inebriated and uh, I knew it was going to be hard as shit to put together. It's it's Starry Night from Van Gogh, right? Van Gogh? Yep. Uh, thousand Pieces. Thousand, very big one. Thousand Piece Puzzle. Um, I'll assume most people have an idea of what it, I mean, it's one of the most famous paintings in the world or whatever. And uh, it's uh it's a it's bit chaotic. It's it, it's, it's order so out much... of chaos. I don't I don't know if you've ever heard. I'm making up a term right now. This is ghoulishism. I'm inventing a term order out of chaos. We're trying to make order out of chaos. I just invented this term. Copyright, like TM, trademark, whatever. I'm order putting... out of chaos. I, I, I want that on a t shirt. <laughs> I would like and subscribe to that. Yeah. I, I I hope people do. Josh? I hope people do. I will smash your like button. I'll smash it so good. That's what that's what dude. Oh now you got me on a tangent. The whole dude, I I'm going to hate hate, 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 hate saying Check me out on Instagram at blah, blah, blah. Like, check me out on YouTube at, like, like and subscribe. Do this. Do, like, I really, like, one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm, I'm about not telling people what they need to do or how to do it or how to live their life. Yep. So I have a very big problem and, and an annoyance with repeating that same stupid line of, Check out Raid Shadow Legends, you know. Check, you know, like and subscribe yep. at my fucking Instagram, because I want you to. Yes, but I'm I'm never trying to tell anybody what to think, what to do, what to believe, because I never let anybody do that to me. How about this? If you'd like to hear more ramblings and maybe a little bit of enlightenment, tune into the next episode. Uh yeah definitely the the biggest thing is I I want people to listen to the podcast because uh, I'll never be able to give you over Instagram over uh, anything you won't get these puzzle dropping noises that Chris is thankfully taking care of my bad my bad <laughs> and uh, yeah this is ridiculous I can't even believe this is happening right now <laughs> but. Uh, Somehow I uh, greatest journey, my friend. Yeah. Well, when I look in the mirror, I realize, oh, I created all this shit, everything, the good and the bad. Like, if you look in the mirror and don't realize who you are and what you're doing, you're doing it fucking wrong. Hate a, to tell you, it's a hard, hard thing to see yourself. <laughs> hard thing to see yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it's the hardest thing. 
even to the be, worst to be to be real with yourself to say like oh I'm poor and stupid because <laughs> of the choices because I made. Because I make bad the choices. The things I thought, yeah, right, yeah. That's that's very hard. And and wait, maybe it's not the world that's out to get me. It's just my own bad choices. Yeah, I mean, there is such a thing as the man, quote unquote, or whatever. Like to a degree, but for the most part, if your life sucks and your life is shit. Look at your thoughts. Look at your ideas. Look at what you tell yourself. I'll tell you right now. I don't think the government, I don't think the man has ever invested any amount of time into a person on a regular basis. They don't care about the person. They care about people. Only if they're influential or something. Well, and then again, that is still caring about the people that they could influence. Right. Um, I don't think they care about what... uh, Timmy Daughtry um, down the street is doing. They're not, they're not keen up on his uh, um, Twitter habits or whatnot. However, if he had 10,000 followers, maybe they might take a little peek. They don't care if he's uh, eating Chick-fil-A for dinner tonight. Uh, They do want to know if his followers are eating Chick-fil-A. Well, I I think they do want to know because I think the thing is, again, it's the aggregate. It's it's the totality of everything we do and say. Oh, yes. That they are watched because if you know. But again, that goes to the people and not the individual. Their interest in the individual is very minimal. They they're more of a broad spectrum. But but that's because that's the again, that's the plan. That the the idea, I think, if I have to be honest, is they want to control human thought in totality. In that they want to erase the individual thought, the the person who creates their own reality. They want all of humanity, all of humankind to create the reality that they want. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't know. To here's be honest, a, I don't know. Here's a question. What what if they are the most intelligent, most enlightened, best version of a human being and we actually are standing in their way and my question to you is how many bad guys throughout history thought they were bad guys? I mean, it's always it, zero, uh, yeah. on, on TV, but that's also on, on TV. I mean, it's always clear that the bad guy knows he's a bad guy. He's going Whoa, ha, 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 yeah. when he thwarts somebody's, you know, good deed or whatever. But I don't think that any of these crazy dictators that we see as evil thought they were the bad guy. I think they thought, they were doing it for their people. I think maybe they thought they were they had somebody else's best interest at heart. Very few times will somebody look at themselves and say, oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely in the wrong here and I'm going to keep being in the wrong. A lot of these people, they don't know they're the bad guy until it's over, until the history books tell us that they were the bad guy. Maybe our government is a benevolent it's no no <laughs> i mean you laugh and and i laugh too but it's true that what if 
the people, and this is really a thought I've had or an exercise in being humble and not thinking I'm the end all, the be all of, of knowledge and everything. What if the people running the world are the most spiritual, intelligent, and directing the path of humanity as a whole for the good? Think of it this way. If you had the power to right a whole bunch of wrongs and to set people up for the the right thing and you knew it was your choice and you had the power to do it and they were hesitant because they didn't understand what would you do yeah i mean i know i mean the point of this podcast is to influence the world and change the world and everything so i can say a hundred percent if i thought you know the idea the theory of ghoulishism would change the world or I could influence the world or something. And, and for the good, because that's what I believe it is and it's about and what I'm uh, endeavoring in and everything, then, yeah, 100%. And, and I can already tell you right now, we probably have a few listeners, all two of him, uh, <laughs> thinking, oh, great, first episode about uh spirituality they're luciferian they're crazy there <laughs> first the first the first <laughs> podcast about conspiracy and uh spirituality and they are already jumping ship and saying they're, they're the bad guy's probably looking out for us the bad guy's probably doing it for the right reasons i'm not saying that i'm saying we don't know and they probably don't know either we don't know shit as human beings. I mean, the most humbling thing you can do, the, the most intelligent people we've heard throughout time is to say, I don't know. We I can... don't have every answer to every question. Like, I can maybe help you. I can maybe guide you. And And here's how it worked for me. But we don't actually know. No. No. The real answer, we can't actually talk about how, you know, crazy it gets. And, and it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different consciousness and everything. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to fucking put somebody to represent you when... I agree. The single human being is conflicted, Is is goes back and forth, is thinks this way one day and one day another and i agree i i think there's uh very few finites with the human condition i think there are very few absolutes like you absolutely know this or you absolutely know that about somebody if i see somebody digging through the trash can and they look like they haven't eaten a bite in a week i can probably tell you that i know they are hungry I cannot tell you what somebody is thinking when they see an iPod. I cannot tell you what somebody is thinking when they hear a song. I cannot tell you what somebody is thinking when they see uh, a TV show. You know, I very few times you can uh, tell what somebody is thinking. I'd have to say, of course, I've always been a little tough on reading people. That's part of my thing. Um, I miss a lot of the uh, more obvious signs about people. 
But at the same time, I see things a lot of people don't necessarily see. Uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. How long do you think we've been recording for? I don't know. 15 minutes? Really? How long has it been? I have no idea. Oh. 